Welcome, adventurer, listener, and kindred soul. You are listening to Starlight, a Dungeons & Dragons space opera podcast on the Ink & Virtue Network. Whether a new friend or an old one, we are glad to have you along for the adventures. The Ink & Virtue Network is dedicated to delivering stories of epic proportions straight to you. Whether it's listening to the impromptu adventures of Squad Luma or diving into the manuscripts of an author, there is something here for everyone. You can support the show by rating it, sharing it with a friend, or finding your way to our network's coffee page where donations help us to keep the magic alive. We appreciate you, and fare thee well, Spacer. Travel safely across the great expanse. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Starlight. As we go further in to an episode with Atlas and figure out what's what's going to be happening. But first off, I am your DM and your host Isaac. Hopefully, you like me by now. You're stuck with me, and I'm joined in the studio by by Nathan Koontz. I play Atlas, still alive. Last episode. Uh, it didn't really matter because it was more of like a, a role play and get things going in the story. But you leveled up to level seven. What is your... Uh, can you just update us on what your new HP is and any new abilities that you got? Level seven. It's exciting. I know. I feel as if I don't have too much. Uh, level seven. Oh, no, I do get something. I have Feral Instinct. Ooh. So Ooh. I have advantage. I have advantage on initiative rolls. Additionally, that's actually really I, good. And then additionally, if you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can act normally on your first turn, but only if you enter your rage before doing anything else on that turn. So basically, I can't really be surprised. That's actually really good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice. Let me make sure it's on my character sheet. I'm excited. My new HP is. 71 71 okay those are all of the new perks uh, of being level 7 and um, the only other thing to note I think is this episode's brought to you uh, by our season 2 sponsors the Heroes Journal a great way to get productivity into your day and get an adventure on every page it's a load of fun it'll help you get a lot done wow that was actually that was pretty good um, that flowed really well with, before I start feeling myself too much, why don't we jump into this episode of Starlight? <clears throat> Neuralink, access memories. Accessing. Surviving the ordeal upon the gas planet of Eris, Atlas and Fablegloom come to common ground. Healing. Connecting with Zagura, a father figure to Atlas, 
and seeing Guinevere provide some of the best solace Atlas has had in days. Still, there is worry about Ray, who was abducted by Jorstak, the God Egg, and the revelations of the monsters held within it. Even so, the universe marches on, and so too must Atlas, no matter how much he wishes to run off with Guinevere. Memories retrieved. Want to do a roll-off for inspiration? Sure. <laughs> okay, highest, highest roll wins. Oh, God. Oh, what'd you get? Oh, it's juicy. Is it a one? Got eight. Oh, I got a 15. So, as honored oh. by the gods, the inspiration <laughs> in this roll-off goes to me, yours truly. Uh, for good or bad. It's because you need it. Yeah, I do need it. Because you need it. I, yep. I do. I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is that we are zooming in to Ost- what was once Ostrog's dragon. A few hours after Zaguru has finished working on both Atlas and on Fable Gloom, we now sit at the the table that has been cleaned of all of the blood and everything that, and all of the byproducts of working on a cyborg and is now set with proper food brought from Ballastar. It is seared duck on a platter, chalices of wine, fresh grapes, and you all sit at the table. Fable Gloom, it looks like his foot has been splinted and casted and he has a rough vocabulator attached. You're all sitting kind of at dinner at Zaguru's behest, as Zaguru likes things to be done in the um, the old-fashioned, very proper way. <clears throat> Zaguru looks over to Fable Gloom and he says, Please, we've all been waiting to know what exactly has brought a, a gith from the astral planes to... Our humble realm of the material. Fable Gloom looks over to you. Looks over to Suguru. And says, I was supposed to retrieve something. Uh, something from, from... From a few acquaintances of your... Your man Atlas here. Following... The one known as Jorstak's reckless and abandoned chaotic attack. All of that I went to seek was destroyed. He shrugs his shoulders and he says, I will return to my masters without anything in hand. Those who have hired me. It will look bad on my bounty hunter record, but what can I say? The item that I was looking for no longer exists. Lost in flames. Wouldn't you say, Atlas? Yeah, everything was mostly destroyed. Bloom over here got his armor and equipment taken. Yes, and I mean to hunt down the culprit and retrieve it when it's most uh, convenient. But first, I will be doing nothing with this foot the way it is. Well... You can return to Ballastar where you'll be made comfortable until such time as has come. 
I will make sure that there are rooms and- No, I do not need any of those things. Just a simple ship to be on my way and- It really is our honor to do this. Especially for someone of such a rare and astute race. Why, I'm sure there's much we could learn from you and perhaps you from us. I have much in my labs that I would love to show you. I know that your kind values and knowledge above all else. Fable Gloom, realizing he's kind of starting to get hammered in, eventually kind of acquiesces and says, I, perhaps a day or two. And that seems to put Zaguru at ease. So as you're sitting there at the dinner table, as the conversation continues to go and you continue to eat into the food, your mind is racing and kind of going through memories. You kind of start to think back on things and some of the memories actually just prior to dinner come to mind. Of course, there was the moment that you shared with Guinevere and you look at her, she smiles prettily. And then you start to think of this time in your cabin before dinner. In your mind, you think back on this egg. egg. You remember remember with complete shock that there was not a single mark, no score, no burn mark, not even soot that clung to the egg. egg. Your next thought of that time is putting down the egg and opening up the hollow record that you had found in the remains of Outpost Zula. It was not so hard a hollow record to open, and indeed, when it did open, you saw about a four-foot dragonborn. This dragonborn was of golden scale. Two horns on both sides of the head. Talons of glittering, almost bronze, set against like this duller gold. Wings that look like they were made of crystalline silver. And you see that this dragonborn is speaking in the, not necessarily common, but in the trade jargon that takes a bunch of like borrowed words from different languages and creates this mishmash that allows multiple cultures to make savvy deals and trade with one another and it has kind of this like gravelly uh, a voice as it, it it speaks nice and low gentlemen envoys of the circle of the drake wardens will be arriving in 10 days from the last companion's arrival. They will pick you up and discreetly take you to our base, where we have hidden the other eggs and the rest of the cultural signifiers of the Dragonborn. As you know, the Circle of Drake Wardens thanks you for all that you have done to preserve the religion, as well as the terrible power that is kept and has been stolen by the guild. Indeed, it has come to our attention that there are others who have come to seek it. Others who would use this power, not just the guild who bumbles around not knowing what it is, but those who are absolutely aware of Tiamat and Bahamut. Following the incidents on XR1, it has come to our attention and those indeed of our inner shamanic circles that the the dragon eggs that were stolen that you have reported stolen from the guild they have been twisted to turn others into some sort of abomination with the essence that is brewing within them thanks to you we will have collected many eggs and they are now in our protection 
The planet in which we hide is a small one. There on X in 14, on a planet of which no one of sound mind would go, protected by winds that move near on hundreds of miles per hour with glass that could flay the skin. Hidden away in the crevices of this planet, we have taken to hiding. And that is where we will bring you. Additionally, we have found a way to circumvent the Emerald Enclave's watchful eye. And as you know, the Emerald Enclave still stands for now, independent of the Nobles' Alliance. And they keep the planet well and pristine from the prying eyes of others. You have played an important part in the circle of Drake Wardens. And now, we await as our prince brings us the golden egg of Bahamut and Tiamat. Sincerely yours, Greshik decided. Atlas. Earth to Atlas. You gonna be taking this dragon back, or are you riding with us? Well, not to, uh, I don't know, ruin the, uh, party mood or whatnot, but, uh, I'll probably be going on my next assignment. Next assignment? What are you- I just fixed you up, there's no way you got another assignment! Uh, I mean, it's kind of an assignment. It's not, I didn't get it from the bosses, but it is something I had to look into. And this man right here, and I slap Fable Gloom on the back, <laughs> he's going to actually be uh, helping me on this new assignment. He raises an eyebrow, but he doesn't object. I'm going to take this call. It's, it's Lawson. Commander Atlas, are you prepared for your next assignment? It's time. <laughs> uh, they look at me like a dog. Yeah, I was, uh, kind of had a assignment in mind, but what do you have in mind? Remember when I talked to your team? Opal Beaches. New Toro. It's time. About the vacation? About the vacation. Is your team in place? Um, about that. I haven't heard from one in quite a while. The other was separated in a, uh... event that just happened recently. So it's, as of right now, it's just me and... Someone I just met. He pauses for a second. Well, there's no helping it. We've got a lead on the leak. The person who leaked information on how to get into Etrilis has made safe haven on New Toro. Right on Opal Beaches. I was hoping that your team would be in place, but given the tapping that we knew about, I couldn't be direct with you. I'm being direct with you now. You're to follow my directions precisely. I have used the Kashin's influence to reach out to the Prince of Ballastar. As we speak right now, 
a hypergate is being moved into place at these coordinates. You are to go to those coordinates, take that hypergate, and immediately head for New Toro, where you will find, interrogate the one who betrayed us and root out what they were after. The rocks fly from above. And then he signs out. I want you to go ahead on that last line, the rocks fly from above, to make a history check with advantage. That 20. The rocks fly from above. You remember that in one of your earlier missions, and this was one before Slauson was second Don, he was just a simple commander. You'd been part of a, a team that was scouting over over some some land as a part of the berserker forces were being hired out by the royal family of Balistar out over the Stamzir Sea and they were dealing with some warring state factions and one of the elders out in this small like village just out in the blasted heat furnace sand this small village this, this elder had told you guys to keep an eye out because the rocks fly from above and what he had meant by that these creatures called rocks that will tail and ambush you especially as you're getting close the rocks will wait to ambush you and they'll come from above and they'll attack the the, sh- the ships that you're flying and dive them into the valleys of the mountains where it's hard to kind of like maneuver out of the mountains and then they'll peck in at the crew and eat them from the inside out, almost like a like pecking through a bug skin and eating the, the inside. What you glean from what Slauson is saying is that he's telling you to go to this location and that there will be an ambush on you. And he's telling you to be ready for it. Okay. There's too many things to do. Oh, yeah. So little time. <laughs> if you were to go to New Toro, it's, it is a very long ways, though. Seven, eight. It's like around 49, 56 days. Holy. Oh, crap. I am going to put out a bounty for Jorstack, dead or alive, and then a bonus for any information leading to Ray, and then I'll post a photo over. I'll look over to my good new friend, Table Gloom, <laughs> and say, uh, how do you feel about a little bit of a longer trip? You're only going to have to assist me. If you assist me for three weeks, we can look into uh, what you want to do. You will see me home. Where do you call home? The place of my birth or the place I now reside. Oh, is that right, Prince Gloom? I'll take you to where you reside now. And it would probably be easier that way. 
if you just come along with me to one of my assignments. After that, you can decide what you want to do, and I can't make any promises that I'll stay or do what you need me to do, because I also have another assignment right after. He looks down at his body, beaten and battered and without weapons, and he... I do not see myself in much of a position to bargain. I accept the terms. The place that I reside is... Well, it can't be reached by ordinary means. If we want to reach it, we will have to move to a place of uninterrupted space. And then I can show you how to move there. By chance, is it near Devil's Run? No. It is not. Have you heard of a place called the Circle of Gods? Yeah. Uh, I've heard a little bit of it. If you were to go to the place that I reside now, by normal means, you would have to travel through the Circle of Gods, though not many know even that route. I have a quicker way. A specimen that only a select few carry that can take us far distances in a short amount of time. You have that specimen on you? I... I do. How far is far? <sighs> far is... Well, it is still days and time for us, but in the matter of actual time, not traveling between things, it is, it is hardly a second. It's, it's a creature you would not have heard of, one taken from my, my realm, one that your father if he is that, though I do not see the resemblance <laughs> he knows of a place called the Astral Sea that is where my kind reside you've probably heard mention of it in myths, maybe long forgotten by many people except for maybe the longer lived races like the elven kind there this this means of travel will take us and we can travel through the Astral Sea to various other portals that rift through space and time and dimension. I warn you, it is a it is a place quite unlike this one. Dangerous to many who are not Gith, and filled with far more perils in its expanse than the material space. It is dangerous even for a Gith to go. You you risk safety in traveling, especially if we must travel a far distance in the Astral Sea to reach a portal that you wish to go to. And if time requires us to travel years in the Astral Sea, you will still age. Though not a second or two will pass here, you could leave part of your journey in the Astral Sea an old man 
So to make sure I understand this right, in the Astral Sea to us, time would still be flowing normally. But on the outside, time will basically be minute. Yes. I do not say this to worry you. Uh, chances are it'll be a trip of days, maybe weeks, perhaps months at the most. Rare are the portals that we know of that take years and years to reach. And often, those go to places you do not want to go. Well, perfect. I think, uh... I have a way we can handle everything pretty quickly. As long as you're willing to help me so I can help you. In the distance, like, of the ship, you can hear Guinevere and Zuguru talking. Um, he looks back in that direction, looks at you, and in a lower voice, he says, The egg. I help you. I help you do all these things you need to do. I think that perhaps there is not the trust that is earned by time between us, but there is a warrior's bond, I think, between us, blood shed together. In this time, I, I think we could come to trust one another, but if I help you, know that I am sharing a grave secret and you will be delivering the egg those are the conditions otherwise we can travel by ordinary means I agree that I will bring the egg but after everything you told me it's not something I can just hand over I have to be able to see what exactly whoever you're with will be doing with it. Go ahead and make a persuasion or an intimidation roll. <laughs> I'll do normal persuasion roll disadvantage. Eight. He smiles and he very dryly says, We shall see about that. But if all I can secure right now is your word that you will bring it, then I will take that. Well, with that settled, there's two locations I need to go to. One's going to be pretty close. The other is quite a distance. If we can knock those out within a short period of time, then I'd say that we'll have a good amount of time to bring this egg wherever you need. And by chance, do you know who the Drake Wardens are? They are the ones who were called to protect the eggs, and the ones who lost them. Although, in doing so, the guild eradicated them, there are none left. It is said that once the Drake Wardens were also the protectors of the royal line, but, alas, not a single member survived as the guild incurred upon their resources. Hmm. 
Well, I could add a little bonus to this whole deal. Is what if I could tell you that there's a high chance of high chance of there being Drake Wardens at a certain location? Uh, go and make a persuasion roll. I rolled a 13 and a 19, so I got 13. And then I would be intrigued, though I doubt it. Probably cosplayers or some other playing their role-playing board games. <laughs> well, I think the first stop we need to go to is uh, Bahamut Pass. That's something that one of my predecessors left for me that I need to handle. Then we should be sending your friends on their way, and your father. I mean, he's not my father, but he is uh, probably the closest thing I have to it right now. On my way to deal with some of Kashin business and also some personal business. So soon. Ah, well, it can't be helped. Heading out now, I assume. Yeah, we'll probably be heading out pretty quick. And then uh, Alice will uh, get close to Zaguru. You need to take care of yourself. Whenever he worries about you, and I do too. I don't know what's been going on. I don't think you'll ever tell me but make sure you're not risking your life for some type of experiment he he smiles he's very warm smile and just taps his cane like boy you are one to be telling me that (laughs) trust me I do what I can to take care of myself and you would do well to do the same in time, all will become clear, and you will see why I've had to work so hard. But until then, try to stay in one piece. It's not often I'm around Etrilis anymore. He's a warm man, so he, he pulls you into just kind of like a elderly, almost like father hug, and just gives you one quick tap on the back, the same hand that's holding the cane. If I could have chosen anyone as a son... It certainly would have been you. And long are the times past when we could sit and chat at the end of the day or have a smoke. Oh my gosh. You know what, Nathan? I'm like, I'm using the wrong voice. I'm getting all confused. Uh, (laughs) Too many characters. characters. No, 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 it's good. I'll get it straight. It's been a long time since the times when we could sit and have a smoke and talk about the days and I could hear about your missions and you could talk to me about all the overseeings with the boy those times have passed there is a a new time coming for the Kashin family Hiruzen has put me up to some grand things dreams that we had as boys but when it's done we will sit and share cigars and talk as we once did. 
But until then, one piece, Atlas. One piece. And then he ambles away. He can definitely read the room, and he is leaving room for Guinevere to talk to you. As uh, she she comes up to you, and she's, I I rather agree with him. He said it best: one piece. And I'm keeping you at your word. Whatever it is you have to do, I will be waiting after. Stay safe. Take care of the old man. He's almost as stubborn as you, Atlas. He's. He might even be worse, actually. Because you can do stuff. Him? He, he, he should not be doing the thing. Anyways, I will do my best. Also, if anything goes wrong with the Kashin, go to Slauson. He's one of the few I can trust there's. At the, at the least, he'll be able to protect you or make sure everything stays safe. The color kind of drains from her face as she's like, Second Don Slauson? Yes. You want me to talk to him? Yes. If anything goes wrong, just tell him Atlas sent you. Okay. You just talk to, a a talk to a celebrity in the... Okay. <laughs> She's like, I can do that. I can do that. As long as you stay safe yourself. If I have to put you together, we'll see. I'm going to take you apart. Just completely. Nuts and bolts. You're going to come... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to make you into the man you were before we p- turned you into this. So, I, if you really fear something, I would, you know. And uh, it, at that point, she just gives you a hug. It's probably time to be going. I'll see you when I see you. ship that they came in it takes a good 30 minutes but eventually it detaches from the dragon and turns back in the direction of Ballastar and starts going that way so fable gloom comes up to you as you guys get the ship directed and going to tupafamet's pass are we traveling straight there or would you like to travel through the astral sea for this one, we'll just travel straight there. It's not too long. It's only about two and a half weeks. The other, though, ones, I'll need to uh, accelerate the time. Days come, days go. 
can you go ahead and roll a die 100? 46. Day by day, you get a little bit stronger, though both you and Fable Gloom are far from where you would like to be. Finally, as the dragon pulls up into the edge of Bahamut's pass, what you see is just stars twinkling in the background, almost as if painted in the foreground are hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of what look like asteroid fields. Many of them are often just slamming into one another with a... You go back to your room where you had left some of the things behind before going into Zula Outpost, and you bring out the blade of Gideas Kashin. And you can see that indeed this is the place you were supposed to go if you're following that constellation somewhere within here is something that is keeping Gideus's soul from resting Fablegloom looks at you you look at him Fablegloom says am I piloting this thing or are you you'll probably be better for the job he gets, stands up to the, the dais, puts his hands in, and you feel the ship lurch tentatively forward. He manages to kind of like go through the initial layers, kind of rocking back and forth. Fable Gloom begins pushing further and further into the asteroid field. Atlas, you hear on the outside of the hull of the ship what sounds like a, a clinking, like a... There's like an alarm that goes off as you almost... It sounds like something digging into the flesh of the outside of the ship. But not just one, but many, almost like dozens of them as you look up. Not only do you hear that, but we jump over into the, the mind of Fablegloom as he's looking through the goggles of the ship. What he sees and he calls out to you is this four-legged creature, brown and chitinous. It walks on the backs of its hand and has these long flipper-like fingers that wrap up and around. It has four tentacles that come off of the sides of its body. It's probably about the size of a German shepherd. And there is a spine that looks like it's growing on the outside of its body, leads up over the top of it. There are no eyes. It continues to the front where there's this diagonal mouth with maw-like teeth and a beak as it leans into the view of Fablegloom's view of the outside of the ship and all is engulfed in darkness as it starts biting into that part of the ship. Hundreds and hundreds of things known as mind sappers. And uh, with that, we'll pick up and see what happens next time. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thank you uh, for joining us on this episode. And until next time, we'll see you later, Spacers.
Okay. <laughs> we got some direction. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. We hope this show brings you as much joy as it does for us to craft it. Significant effort on the order of 10 to 30 hours of editing goes into each episode, and though it is something we will do regardless, any support goes a long ways. If you would like to support the show, here are a few tangible ways in which you can. Rating it 5 stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser helps grow the show and allows us to broaden the audience to spacers who don't know their fans yet. Sharing it with friends or family does the same. And if you wish to donate to help keep our running costs low, you can do so at Coffee in the links below. Last but not least, a simple word of kindness and encouragement to our email below is enough to keep us going no matter what. Have a question or thought that you wish to be aired? Please reach out to us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com or our social media on Instagram at starlight.adventures. Now, until next time, spacers. <laughs> <laughs>